0: Chapter 11 of The Social Cancer, a complete English version of Noli me tangere from the Spanish of Jose Rizal by Charles Darbyshire. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Hawaii in December 2011. Chapter 11 The Rulers Divide and Rule. The New Machiavelli. Who were the caciques of the town? don rafael when alive even though he was the richest owned more land and was the patron of nearly everybody had not been one of them as he was modest and depreciated the value of his own deeds no faction in his favor had ever been formed in the town and we have already seen how the people all rose up against him when they saw him hesitate upon being attacked could it be capitan Thiago? true it was that when he went there he was received with an orchestra by his debtors who banqueted him and heaped gifts upon him the finest fruits burdened his table and a quarter of deer or wild boar was his share of the hunt if he found the horse of a debtor beautiful half an hour afterwards it was in his stable all this was true but they laughed at him behind his back and in secret called him sacristan tiago Perhaps it was the gobernadorcillo? No, for he was only an unhappy mortal who commanded not, but obeyed, who ordered not, but was ordered, who drove not, but was driven. Nevertheless, he had to answer to the alcalde for having commanded, ordered, and driven, just as if he were the originator of everything. Yet be it said to his credit that he had never presumed upon or usurped such honours, which had cost him five thousand pesos and many humiliations. But considering the income it brought him, it was cheap. Well, then, might it be God? Ah, the good God disturbed neither the consciences nor the sleep of the inhabitants. At least he did not make them tremble and if by chance he might have been mentioned in a sermon surely they would have sighed longingly oh that only there were a god to the good lord they paid little attention as the saints gave them enough to do for those poor folk god had come to be like those unfortunate monarchs who are surrounded by courtiers to whom alone the people render homage san diego was a kind of rome not the rome of the time when the cunning romulus laid out its walls with a plough nor of the later time when bathed in its own and others blood it dictated laws to the world no it was a rome of our own times with the difference that in place of marble monuments and colosseums, it had its monuments of Savali and its cockpit of nipa the curate was the pope in the vatican the alferez of the civil guard the king of italy on the Quirinal all it must be understood on a scale of nipa and bamboo here as there continual quarrelling went on since each wished to be the master and considered the other an intruder let us examine the characteristics of each fray bernando salvi was that silent young franciscan of whom we have spoken before In his habits and manners he was quite different from his brethren, and even from his predecessor, the violent Padre Damaso. He was thin and sickly, habitually pensive, strict in the fulfilment of his religious duties, and careful of his good name. In a month after his arrival, nearly everyone in the town had joined the venerable tertiary order, to the great distress of its rival, the Society of the Holy Rosary his soul leaped with joy to see about each neck four or five scapularies and around each waist a knotted girdle and to behold the procession of corpses and ghosts in gingon habits the senior sacristan made a small fortune selling or giving away as alms we should say all things necessary for the salvation of the soul and the warfare against the devil as it is well known that this spirit which formerly had the temerity to contradict God himself face to face and to doubt his words, as is related in the Holy Book of Job, who carried our Lord Christ through the air as afterwards in the Dark Ages he carried the ghosts, and continues, according to report, to carry the azuang of the Philippines, now seems to have become so shamefaced that he cannot endure the sight of a piece of painted cloth, and that he fears the knots on a cord. But all this proves nothing more than that there is progress on this side also and that the devil is backward or at least a conservative as are all who dwell in darkness otherwise we must attribute to him the weakness of a fifteen-year-old girl as we have said fray salvi was very assiduous in the fulfilment of his duties too assiduous the alferez thought while he was preaching He was very fond of preaching the doors of the church were closed wherein he was like nero who allowed no one to leave the theatre while he was singing but the former did it for the salvation and the latter for the corruption of souls fray salvi rarely resorted to blows but was accustomed to punish every shortcoming of his subordinates with fines in this respect he was very different from padre damaso who had been accustomed to settle everything with his fists or a cane, administering such chastisement with the greatest goodwill. For this, however, he should not be judged too harshly, as he was firm in the belief that the Indian could be managed only by beating him, just as was affirmed by a friar who knew enough to write books, and Padre Damaso never disputed anything that he saw in print, a credulity of which many might have reason to complain. Although Fray Salvi made little use of violence, yet, as an old wiseacre of the town said, what he lacked in quantity he made up in quality. But this should not be counted against him, for the fasts and abstinences thinned his blood and unstrung his nerves, and, as the people said, the wind got into his head. Thus it came about that it was not possible to learn from the condition of the sacristan's backs whether the curate was fasting or feasting. The only rival of this spiritual power, with tendencies toward the temporal, was, as we have said, the alferez, the only one, since the women told how the devil himself would flee from the curate, because, having one day dared to tempt him, he was caught, tied to a bedpost, soundly whipped with a rope, and set at liberty only after nine days. As a consequence, anyone who after this would still be the enemy of such a man deserved to fall into worse repute than even the weak and unwary devils. But the alferez deserved his fate. His wife was an old Filipina of abundant rouge and paint, known as Doña Consolación, although her husband and some others called her by quite another name the alferez revenged his conjugal misfortunes on his own person by getting so drunk that he made a tank of himself or by ordering his soldiers to drill in the sun while he remained in the shade or more frequently by beating up his consort who if she was not a lamb of god to take away one's sins at least served to lay up for her spouse many torments in purgatory if perchance he should get there a matter of doubt to the devout women as if for the fun of it these two used to beat each other up beautifully giving free shows to the neighbourhood with vocal and instrumental accompaniments four-handed soft loud with pedal and all whenever these scandals reached the ears of padre salvi he would smile cross himself and recite a paternoster they called him a grafter a hypocrite a carlist and a miser He merely smiled and recited more prayers. The alferez had a little anecdote which he always related to the occasional Spaniards who visited him. Are you going over to the convento to visit the sanctimonious rascal there, the little curate? Yes? Well, if he offers you chocolate, which I doubt, but if he offers it, remember this. If he calls to the servant and says, Juan, make a cup of chocolate, eh? then stay without fear, but if he calls out, Juan, make a cup of chocolate, ah, then take your hat and leave on a run. What? the startled visitor would ask, does he poison people? Carambas! No, man, not at all. What then? Chocolate E means thick and rich, while chocolate A means watered and thin but we are of the opinion that this was a slander on the part of the alferez since the same story is told of many curates at least it may be a thing peculiar to the order to make trouble for the curate the soldier at the instigation of his wife would prohibit anyone from walking abroad after nine o'clock at night doña consolacion would then claim that she had seen the curate disguised in a piña camisa and salacot walking about late. Fray Salvi would take his revenge in a holy manner. Upon seeing the alferez enter the church, he would innocently order the sacristan to close all the doors, and would then go up into the pulpit and preach until the very saints closed their eyes, and even the wooden dove above his head, the image of the Holy Ghost, murmured for mercy. But the alferez, like all the unregenerate, did not change his ways for this— he would go away cursing, and as soon as he was able to catch a sacristan, or one of the curate's servants, he would arrest him, give him a beating, and make him scrub the floor of the barracks and that of his own house, which at such times was put in a decent condition. On going to pay the fine imposed by the curate for his absence, the sacristan would explain the cause. Fray Salvi would listen in silence take the money and at once turn out his goats and sheep so that they might graze in the alferez garden while he himself looked up a new text for another longer and more edifying sermon but these were only little pleasantries and if the two chanced to meet they would shake hands and converse politely when her husband was sleeping off the wine he had drunk or was snoring through the siesta and she could not quarrel with him doña consolación in a blue flannel camisa with a big cigar in her mouth would take her stand at the window she could not endure the young people so from there she would scrutinize and mock the passing girls who being afraid of her would hurry by in confusion holding their breath the while and not daring to raise their eyes one great virtue doña consolación possessed and this was that she had evidently never looked in a mirror These were the rulers of the town of San Diego. End of chapter 11